Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. There is a lot to do during that year or two where you're getting critical care experience. It's gonna go by fast. And as you may have heard me sort of rant about in previous episodes, you know that one of the biggest mistakes we see applicants making is not starting to prepare themselves early enough. So today we are going to be talking about some of the things that you can be doing in the ICU while you are getting that critical care experience. So number one, the first thing that you should be doing during that year in the ICU is really studying pathophysiology and pharmacology. Now, if you just graduated nursing school, I know that is probably pretty painful for you to hear me say is that I want you to keep studying. But really, it is very important for you to continuously try to learn and understand the patho and pharm of the patients on your unit. Really try to maintain that student mindset. Now, of course, as you are making that transition to being in the ICU, you are going to be focusing on understanding the flow of the unit, getting oriented, understanding the nuances of working with specific docs and your other coworkers. And really, if you are a new grad, it's just going to be trying to grasp the concept of what it means to really be a nurse. But after that adjustment, really get back to studying. Take a look at the typical patient population that you see on your unit and try to understand the pathophysiology behind what is going on with your patients. For example, if you have a patient who is on CRRT, try to really understand what renal failure is, how it is affecting other systems in the body, how does dialysis work, you know, what happens when your patient is so fluid overloaded, how does that affect the heart, what are the classic signs and symptoms of renal failure. I know it's so easy to go throughout our day and just kind of get really task-oriented and not have a lot of time to step back and really think about that big picture, but I really encourage you, if you know that you want to apply to CRNA school, start making a list of the most common types of patients that you're seeing and what are some interventions that you are doing and what are the results of those interventions? Because that is what's happening when we are giving anesthesia, right? First of all, we're big troubleshooters, so we're always trying to 
figure out what's happened or what's gone wrong or what are some things that we can anticipate. And then second of all, we are always assessing what are the results of our intervention. A patient's heart rate is high. We give them fentanyl. Has that worked? How do we know that it's worked? For a patient's blood pressure is dying, the patient's lost a lot of blood. We're trying to give them fluid and maybe some pressors. What is working? What isn't? Are our pressors ineffective? The patient's electrolytes maybe need to be checked and replaced as the patient's super acidotic and maybe our drugs aren't working well. So I really encourage you to think about sort of that mindset and apply that to your ICU patient. What are the interventions that you are providing and what are the results of those interventions and how are you problem solving an ICU? And furthermore, all the drugs that you're used to using, do you know what receptors they work on? Do you understand why you are choosing epinephrine over another drug in that septic patient? Do you understand how heparin and TPA works, right? That's a tricky one. Of course, you're giving these drugs, but really step back and think about how they're working down to the cellular level. The sooner that you can understand these drugs, the better it's going to be to solidify in your brain and you won't have to do so much cramming when it comes time for your interview. All right. The second thing that you are going to be doing during your year two in the ICU is you are going to be seeking out leadership opportunities in your hospital. It is going to take time for you to get involved in committees or research or leadership projects. So the sooner that you can put out some feelers, the better. You are going to be looking into your clinical practice council, the CPC. You are going to get involved in your local AACN chapter, for example. Or you are going to be joining your UPC or your unit practice committee. And again, try to join hospital-wide committees as well. So one of the things that could really set you apart is if you can get research experience. So this is really where being at those bigger academic institutions is kind of really a plus or being near a major university because you're going to likely have ample opportunities to seek out some research experience. And what do I mean by research experience exactly? It's going to be hard for you to become a published author, right? However, but you are going to be surrounded by colleagues who might be doing research. So a tip would be to check with your professor, you know, of those science classes that you're retaking. See if they're involved in any ongoing research and see if you can be a part of it. Why is being involved in research such a big deal? Well, it's because in school you're going to have to do a DNP research project, right? All CRNA programs are now doctorate degrees. And that involves doing a DNP research project. So if you have experience analyzing data, you understand the research process. You understand some problems in the nursing profession or the anesthesia profession that need to be solved or, you know, things that we can potentially do to improve patient safety or provider practice. That's going to be a really big deal. And it's not going to be so overwhelming for you to do this huge research project when you're in CRNA school because you already have some research experience. It's really important for CRNAs to have the ability to look at data and make changes to our clinical practice based on research. And if you have that mentality ingrained to you, if you love research, and if you're more adaptable and flexible and not so set in your ways, and you can adjust to new information as it comes out, it is going to make you a better practitioner and clinician. The third thing that you should be doing in your year or two in the ICU is starting with the end goal in mind. Remember that you have a lot of boxes to check. Applicants are doing more and more, so the bar is raised for everyone. 
that is one of the things that we talk about a lot in Application Accelerator with our students is making sure that you are a very well-rounded applicant. This is this means you're going to be taking certifications, you're going to be volunteering, you're going to be studying for the GRE. And when you are in the ICU, it would be very wise of you to map out your year ahead. And you will see very quickly that your year or two is going to be pretty busy. You know, the GRE is probably going to take you three months to study for. The CCRN might take you four weeks. You might take an additional certification and that'll take you another month or six weeks to study for. And then not to mention all the prerequisites that you're going to have to take or retake, right? So suddenly your year or two is very full. And that doesn't even take into account the fact that you're probably going to want to go on vacation or take time off from studying between your prerequisites. So make sure you don't fall into the trap that a lot of people do, which is starting your application six months before it's due and you end up scrambling at the end and turning in a rushed essay or resume. So if you're motivated to make sure you are not missing anything on your application, go ahead and check out our free masterclass, Getting Into CRNA School 101. I will link that below. And you can also check out our shop where we have a bunch of useful tools to help you streamline the process. Our most popular are our school database and our resume templates. So that is all I have for you today. But again, just to recap, the three things that you should be doing in your year or two in the ICU is focus on diving deeper into the pathophysiology and pharmacology on your unit. Keep that student mindset. Number two, seek out conferences, committees, opportunities in your hospital. And number three, start with the end in mind. All right, that's all I got for you today. I'll see you next time.